0: Welcome to the Rebel Energy Podcast with me, your host, Jade Ellsbury. I'm a corporate dropout and multiple six-figure online business owner. My mission is to help you get out of the nine-to-five mindset and create a new narrative for moms working from home to gain more freedom, more income, and living your dream life by cultivating your own Rebel Energy. So grab a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's dig in. Hello and welcome back to episode three of Rebel Energy. So excited to have you guys and dig into niching down, which I know we hear all the time, you need to niche down. So whether you call it niching down, niching down, it doesn't matter how you pronounce it. But as a new virtual assistant, this is something that you must do. So when I first started my virtual assistant business, I was applying for jobs on Upwork, Facebook groups, all the things. And here is why these do not work. Because if you are talking to everyone, you are talking to no one. And so many times I see online business owners Coming from this place of scarcity, okay? This is a scarcity mindset. So we can smell the desperation a mile away. So if you are a virtual assistant putting out posts like, I can help all online business coaches with all the things, and then you list out your 20 skill sets that you know, that's not helping anybody because you don't know who you're talking to and you're actually confusing your audience. So, When it comes to niching down, it is so, so important to know the ins and outs of your ideal client. Because if you don't, then no one is going to be able to relate to you. One thing that you hear me talk about a lot of is being relatable to your audience. So if you are just putting out content that's trying to make everyone happy, attract everyone, help everyone no one is going to have that aha moment. No one reading your post on Instagram is going to be like, oh my goodness, wow, she is 100% talking to me. I relate with her so much and it's just going to cause mass confusion. Like what does this VA actually do? What is their specialty? What if I hired her, what could she offer me as a? an XYZ business owner. So what are you going to do to get to know your ideal client? Let's say maybe you've been following a mindset coach like, wow, I would love to learn more about her business, her beliefs, her characteristics, all the things. So what are you going to do for market research? All right, drum roll. You're going to reach out and you're going to have a conversation. I know, mind blowing, but it really is that simple. All that market research is, is having a conversation with your ideal client and digging in. So I want you guys to think back to Shrek. Yes, the movie. And do you remember when Shrek says, peel back the layers of like an onion, right? People are like onions. So I want you to remember as you are having these conversations to peel back the layers and get super, super curious. So if they are telling you, yeah, I really struggle with showing up consistently on Instagram, don't just say, oh, okay. And go to the next question, ask them specifically why they think that they struggle with being consistent. Is it not knowing what kind of content to put out there? Is it because they don't know how to prioritize their business? Do they not enjoy it? These things may seem trivial to you, but those questions matter when you are going to try and to attract your ideal client. And to be 100% transparent, this is actually why my clients are able to leave Roxlake Academy at 12 weeks and have multiple clients or be booked out or have their first 3k month it is because, first of all, they have a heart-centered business. They aren't looking at people as a dollar sign or as their first client. They are actually giving their ideal client a solution to the problem that they have in their business. This is also a really great way for your audience to get to know you. So many of my clients in Rock Salt Academy have actually landed clients on a market research call, or they do a market research call with someone and then a month or two later, that person comes back to my virtual assistant and says, oh, hey, um, I've been loving the content that you've been putting out recently. I really think that you can help me with X, Y, and Z. And then they hire them. And one thing that I hear a lot in the DMs when I'm talking with virtual assistants is they tell me, I don't want to niche down because I don't want to turn people away, or I don't want people to think that I can't help them. That right there is the wrong mindset to have, because what if there's a online business owner that wants your help with Pinterest management, and you don't know how to do that, or they want you to build a website, but you don't want to build websites. The whole point of niching down is feeling aligned with what you are doing. And if you are looking at people as just a dollar sign and you don't have that passion or that drive to help them, then you're not going to enjoy your virtual assistant business. If you are ready to have rebel energy and launch your virtual assistant business, then head over to basic dot com to get started. So when you niche down, and why this tactic works a lot better, and let me let me break it down for you this way. There's two different paths that you can go down as a virtual assistant. The one path is the one that we talked about in the last episode, which a lot of people do, and that is the applying for jobs on Facebook groups, Upwork, maybe you know, googling and and um, emailing small local businesses. And I won't say that that way is wrong but it's definitely not going to get you those quick results that you're looking for versus the other path, which is you being an actual business owner, you finding your ideal clients or even attracting your ideal clients and you are building an actual relationship with them by putting out amazing content and being consistent, okay? So when you are taking that first path, You are playing it safe. You are playing small. You are not standing out in an oversaturated space like in a Facebook group, right? I love to use this analogy because women resonate with it. Virtual assistants resonate with it so well. But envision, you're on a boat and someone throws a piece of meat into an ocean. And then all of the fish and the sharks come swarm for that piece of meat, right? That's exactly what I envision every time a VA says that they are currently posting their resume in a Facebook group job op. Because you are a very small fish in a big pond when you do that. Because now you're in competition, and I've seen it so many times, literally over 100 women. And now that 100 women, the person that did the Facebook group job op, usually, right, usually, is looking for who has the most experience and who will do it the cheapest. And you, as a brand spanking new virtual assistant, or maybe you're just looking into becoming a virtual assistant, you already have wasted whatever amount of time it was for you to perfect your resume and post it. Because now you have a one in a hundredth chance of landing that job versus you now being a big fish in a small pond, like when you are using Instagram, because you are ahead of that game. You are getting in front of your IDO client, right? By using hashtags, putting out amazing content, in doing lead generation and DM management, right? So because you are seeking out your idol clients, and then when you get in front of them, you have this Instagram feed that is full of value of their their fears, pains, and goals. Because when you're doing market research, you have to know their fears, pains, and goals as an XYZ coach or as an OBM, as a online business owner. So now they're like, oh wow, I've been thinking about hiring a virtual assistant, but I've been pretty nervous, but this lady knows what she's talking about, right? Or wow, I just read this amazing post by this virtual assistant and she totally understands why I've been struggling with showing up consistently because I'm over here in the back end of my business doing all this tech stuff, the email sequences, the launch. I'm like a one man show. And that's why I'm struggling. And that's why they're going to want to start following you and reach out to you. So even though you don't have Ten years of work experience as a virtual assistant, like those people in the Facebook group Job Ops, you are already ahead of that person because you know the ins and outs of your ideal client's business. You know what you have to offer to them, and I've had you know virtual assistants question me and be like, "What? You know, how does that work?" Or you know, I I don't even know what my skill set is. How does that work? How is someone going to find me on Instagram or yada, yada, yada? Guess what? This is my third year of being a coach. And I literally can count on one hand the number of times a virtual assistant has reached out to me and tried to make a connection with me. And I don't mean obviously as a client, you know, like wanting to be my client or ask me questions about Rockstar Academy. I mean a virtual assistant asking me about my business asking me if I'm currently working with a virtual assistant, giving me some free value, something to help me with my business. Literally under five people ever have. And that to me is mind blowing because even maybe yourself, you thought, oh, the online space is oversaturated. No, it's not. I promise you it's not because guess what? This is my third year of doing Rock Salt Academy and my clients are still getting booked out still having consistent three, four, 5K months. So it's not oversaturated. But what is happening is that virtual assistants are scared to reach out to their ideal client and really get to know them and see how they can help them. Me as a virtual assistant coach, I think it is honestly pathetic that I have not had more than four VAs in the last three years try and make a connection with me and try and see if we would be a good fit to work together. So I really hope that knowing that, that opens your eyes to, holy cow, there's so many online business coaches out there that haven't been reached out to, that haven't had a VA reach out and see how they can help them. I know that it takes balls to reach out to people. I totally get it but do not let your fear be getting in the way of your success as a virtual assistant, all right? So I also want to talk about the importance of knowing their their FPGs, their fears, pains, and goals, okay? And this is something that's been trickled down for me from my VA coach, and that's something that was taught from her to her marketing coach. So this really does work. You may also hear their sweet spots or their pain points. Same thing. So. If I had never worked as a virtual assistant, if I wasn't putting out content that was giving you um, some free value, right? Like the three Ps, knowing the the person, the problem and the promise, right? That's just one example of something that that I teach and that I talk about. If I couldn't relate to you and be like, oh, I totally get it. My debit card got declined so many times as a new virtual assistant. I had inconsistent months of income. I never knew where my next client was, yada, 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 right? Would you be even listening to this podcast right now? No. Would you have hired me as your VA coach? Probably not, right? Because I'm not relating to you. If I'm over here talking about how to make 50K as a VA, you'd be like, "Uh, I'm I'm just trying to get like my first $3,000 month, right? So you have to know the ins and outs of your ideal client, their fears, pains, and goals. So that way you build that trust with your ideal client. So I wanna talk about one of my, RSA clients, Rosa. This is one of my very favorite, favorite stories. So Rosa started to work with me and she really embraced the market research. She had fun with it. She reached out to new people every day and just had conversations. She was never like, oh my God, what do I say next? Right? Like she just dove in, asked all the questions and got super, super curious. So within two weeks, Rosa landed three clients and every single client in that two week period, all three of them were her idle clients. She wanted to work with financial coaches and she landed three clients in two weeks, guys, just from niching down, just from doing the market research and posting consistently and giving value to her idle clients. Really, really can be that simple. I promise you. So one thing I hear all the time is, well, what do I niche down? On? Do I niche down on my idle client or my skill set? So, we create, we, I, I created something that now we use in Rock Salt Academy, and it's called the Pyramid Method. So, you you want to be either niche down on your idle client or your skill set, but not both as a new virtual assistant. That's one of the mistakes that I made because I listened to this coach, I love her, but she said, niche down until you can't anymore. And that works great for her because she literally is a millionaire. So when you have a huge audience, of course you can niche down until you can't anymore. But for me, and guys, this is why free value or free information doesn't always work because it isn't always pertaining to specifically you, right, it's a generalization. So I did that. I said that I did virtual summits for only fitness coaches. And I kid you not, I literally had a woman reach out to me And she was like, Hey, Jay, I want to work with you. You know, I got your name. I heard that you work with virtual assistants, blah, blah, blah. Then she read my I help statement, which said that I only did virtual assistants for fitness coaches. And I hadn't even seen her first DM yet. She DM'd me again and goes, Oh, never mind. I see that you only work with fitness coaches. And I never got her as a client. I literally repelled her because I was too niched down, because my audience was not big enough yet. So, This is really, really the sweet spot for new virtual assistants, new online service providers. So for example, um, you know, if you're wanting to niche down with your skill set, maybe you went through a copywriting program. Heck yes, that's going to be the one thing that you can offer, but you're going to want to offer it to more people, okay? But if you're wanting to work with just fitness coaches, but then maybe offer them DM management, and lead generation, right? That's two skill sets. It's a little bit more broad. And that's why finding that sweet spot within the pyramid method is so, so important for you to maximize your full potential and get skill basically to those consistent months of income that you are looking for. Now, one question that I get asked a lot is, well, what if someone reaches out to me and they need my help with, the specific set that you offer. So maybe social media management, right? But they're not your ideal client. Maybe you work with fitness coaches, but this is a mindset coach. It doesn't matter. Do not turn that person away. As long as that person respects your boundaries, can afford your packages, and you guys vibe, right? Like they you guys have the same characteristics that you're looking for in an ideal client. It doesn't matter. Now, do I want you to start putting out content and marketing mindset coaches, no, because you've done the market research with fitness coaches. But your content is going to resonate with someone at some point that is not your ideal client. And as long as they have they meet those three requirements, you can still work with them. You are not going to turn away someone who needs your help within your skill set just because they're not an ideal client. It doesn't matter, okay. So with the content and the way you're showing up, yes, you're gonna be talking to your ideal client, but if you attract someone outside of your specific niche, that is 100% okay. So tell that person, hells to the yes, we can totally work together and get them on a discovery call, all right? So I hope that this episode helped you with those different myths that you may hear about niching down, what that looks like, and also to the importance of doing that market research. If you look at any big successful company, they do market research. Actually, the first time that I even heard market research, uh, my degree is in public relations. So I was in a PR club, if you will, I can't remember what it was called, at Iowa State. And we actually went to Chicago and got to go visit um, some amazing marketing companies. And I still remember it. We went and talked with you know, marketing experts and one of their clients was Eminem. And they talked about how they were currently conducting market research for something or other, guys. This was like 2016, okay? So <laughs> I don't remember everything, but that was the first time that I heard market research. And I was like, wow, like I, I just kind of fell in love with the process. And even though, I'm obviously out of the market research phase, right? Like I've been doing this for three years. I worked as a virtual assistant myself. Like, I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what I'm talking about. But here's the thing, guys, your ideal client may may change. In the last three years since I've been doing this, you know, my ideal clients, um, you know, started out coming to me because they got laid off or they were working at home because of COVID, right? Last year, I had a lot of healthcare workers that, you know, would come and talk with me because, you know, of certain things happening, like they you know, maybe didn't want the COVID vaccine or they were burned out because they're working such long hours because the healthcare field was so crazy from COVID. And then even this year, I see a lot of moms wanting to bring an in extra income just because of, you know, maybe gas prices and things like that. So it's really, really important. Yes. Even though I don't technically slap the label of market research on it, right. When I'm in the DMS and talking with my adult clients, but I am still doing the market research because I am still always connecting And getting to know my audience and asking them those important questions. Why do you feel like now is a good time to invest in your business? What made you want to reach out to me? What makes you want to get your VA business up and going right now? Those are all important questions that I ask. And so you need to be asking those things in the DMs as well too. Even if you're done with the market research phase, you know the ins and outs of your ideal client. If you are still trying to become booked out as a virtual assistant, you still have to be asking those important questions to make sure that you guys vibe well, that it's a really good fit, and that you know that you can offer them a promise to the problem that they are having, okay? So what I want you to start doing is get in the right mindset of reaching out to people, not being afraid, and asking these important market research questions. Because here's the thing, the more that you know your idle client and their their pain points or sweet spots, the easier it's going to be for you to sell. I promise you, even me doing this within, this is my third year doing this, it is so much easier for me to land clients now than it was three years ago when I was a brand spanking new coach because I now know the ins and outs even better and it becomes easier and easier and easier to sell. So. I want you to remember that too. If you're like, oh my gosh, I, I love doing market research, but I know a lot of people don't. Some people it's their freaking jam. They'll do it for their clients. So if you're not currently doing the market research or you need that motivation, I want you to remember that you're going to think yourself better down the road. I see this all the time when I'm working with my clients in RSA. I'll ask them a question of like, okay, so we're building out your content vault. What is your, and they're like, oh, I'm done with my market research. And I'll be like, okay, so we're now we're gonna go find your three brand pillars. So what is your idol clients, their goal for their business? Well, they want to become booked out. Okay, awesome. Booked out with what? Are they wanting to do something passive? Is their one-on-one coaching offer? Um, are they wanting to build out or you know, build out a team? Are they wanting to scale? And they're like, Well, I don't, I don't know. It's so hard to help someone create content when a VA doesn't even know what they're offering to their idle clients. So every single step that comes after market research from booking a discovery call, putting out the content, conversations in the DMs, all of that is reliant on the market research that you need to be conducting. All right. So I want you guys to start showing up Tell yourself that you are a virtual assistant. I don't care if you've never talked to anybody. I don't care if you don't know what your skill set is. I don't care if you've got your LLC. Start showing up as the badass virtual assistant that you envision. Take that confidence. Take it with you in the DMs and let's go get to know our ideal client. So until next time, Rebels, I hope that you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, then please hit subscribe. And remember, You are amazing, you are worthy, and you are capable. Until next time, Rebels.